from the back, hit her once, that's a rack. No strings attached, that's a rack, that's a rack. No strings attached, that's a rack, that's a rack. Water on my neck, swim through that, that's a lack. Fuck from the back, hit her once, that's a rack. No strings attached, that's a rack, that's a rack. No strings attached, that's a rack, that's a rack. Water on my neck, swim through that, that's a lack. And we are officially back. It's episode 30 of Keeping It 200. Again, what, is, what night is this now? This is got to be the fifth or sixth straight night I've done a podcast, I believe. Episode 30, though, we are back. It's the Monday Night Raw post-show. No NBA games tonight. One NHL game that was on tap. The Lightning, uh, I believe, beat the... Islanders, what was the final score of that game? Yeah, eight nothing. Lightning beat the Islanders. There was actually a better that bet fifty thousand dollars on the Islanders to win Game Five tonight. That bet would have paid out over eighty-two thousand dollars. However, um, this dude just went away with no money. We don't have uh, no Blackheart here tonight. Blackheart will be back probably Thursday, and this will be the Last podcast probably that we do till Thursday. Uh, supposed to be having Tavon come in. Tavon will probably be in in a couple of minutes. So we'll give Tavon a couple of minutes to get in. Um, however, we did have a Monday Night Raw show. It was a show. It was the show following the Hell in a Cell post show. And now WWE has basically you know, just gotten lazy with their booking now. As if you didn't see SmackDown Friday, you got a Hell in a Cell match. And Sunday, you got two Hell in a Cell matches. And tonight on Raw, you got a Hell in a Cell main event. However, basically, none of these matches were built up anyway. Uh, the Friday SmackDown show for Hell in a Cell did not have any... Um, they didn't even announce it till the night before, which would have been better if they announced it the week before. And this Raw one, they didn't even announce the main event of the show was going to be Hell in a Cell till after you saw the first 15 minutes of Raw with Bobby Lashley and MVP opening up the show with Kofi Kingston, of course, interrupting. Uh, we have confirmed, though, WWE Championship will be um, at Money in the Bank. It will be Kofi Kingston taking on Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. So, however, uh, let's get into the... Um, oh. And bringing in our second commentary man of the night, Tavon. Tavon, what's good with you, man? Uh, I'm doing great, Zach. Just already saw Raw, so yeah, just ready to get things started. Hell yeah. Um, definitely, though, I was actually just mentioning before you got in tonight, um, you know, it seems like WWE is just now really lazy and just waiting until fans get back because this was a show where they this Hell in a Cell match, they just booked 15 minutes after the show began. Like, literally, this was, like, the weirdest... This was even more weirder than the SmackDown advertisement on Friday because at least Thursday night, they had people that knew about it the night before, but this one, you didn't even know that you were going to get another Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, and and also, I, I also think that we also have been overkilled with Hell in a Cell matches, so... Um, I don't want to see another Hell in a Cell match for another over a year now because um, we've already seen four of them and 
you know, two of them were, you know, good, and the other two are were really hit and miss with the Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns. And Xavier Woods, Bobby Lashley, to people that did not see this, you would have either loved it because of the weaponry, or you would have not liked it because you had already saw a better match between Drew McIntyre and Xavier Woods for the Hell in a Cell. Um, Tavon, what was your thoughts on this Raw show tonight? Not gonna lie, um, you could easily say that it was, um, a mixed bag, but, yeah, I thought, I thought tonight's role was pretty much decent, I mean, it started being good at the beginning, obviously there was still some bad, it was like, it was like Vince decided to say, and I'll probably, um, <laughs> try to use my best Vince McMahon <laughs> impression as best as I can. It's like, you know what? Let's just give the fans what they want. But because you know what? Hell in a cell. I've, I've been hearing that people, that most of the YouTube wrestling community, the YWC, they pretty much didn't like the show. They thought it was a bad show. So you know what? Let's just give them a decent show. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> well, well I, I will say your Vince McMahon impression is actually pretty good. I actually will give you credit. Thank you. I, I, you're very welcome. It's, it's actually a really good one. It actually really is. Now your JVL one, I, I'm sorry, I did have to laugh at that one. But but your, but your Vince one is actually really, really good. I actually give him credit on that one. That definitely was. Uh, for this Raw show, to me, I started this show at 9 p.m., and by the time I caught up, I was already at like 1040. And I was just like, how the hell did I catch up with this show? I said, this show should have been like so hard for me to catch up. For some reason, now I finally figured out the formula to watch Raw. You start an hour after Raw and just skip through all the bullshit, which is usually what I've done now. And it's worked the last two weeks. So so if it keeps working, I can keep I can actually keep doing Raw post shows live on Mondays. Um, I will say, though, Fightful Wrestling... Whoever the hell is running that Twitter account on Monday should be, you know, it, 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 they're either an idiot or they're just, like, getting paid by WWE because, honestly, they were saying tonight that this Raw show was great. And I'm like, how is this show great? This this is literally just a show that they have lazy booking. And, and trust me, man, people – I hate when people say every year, oh, this is where Raw gets good. It actually doesn't. They actually just are just recycling matches – because, for example, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and Drew McIntyre next week are going to be in a three-way, again, for another Money in the Bank qualifier, despite yeah. the fact they all lost. And it's just like it's just like, it's just just like laziness because this is actually where they get the most lazy of the year. This is where WWE doesn't get better. They actually get more lazier at this time of the yeah, year. Yeah, basically. And, and then when SummerSlam comes around, then they get back to work. But for this time... It's all really lazy. I mean, look at Kofi Kingston, Bobby Lashley. I mean, that feud's going to be... I mean, we kind of already figured that they were going to kind of do Kofi Kingston some way against MVP and Lashley because MVP has been harassing Kofi the last couple weeks on Raw. So that at least was smart, and I like that. Um, As far as the rest of the stuff, though, uh, no. Um, I, I I was just kind of like kind of thrown away, though, about this. How about this year, though? Tonight, though, prior to Raw... Carrying Cross and Bronson Reed worked matches on WWE main event. Carrying hmm. uh, Carrying Cross defeated Shelton Benjamin. Wow! And yeah, and Scarlett um, was not at ringside for this. Hmm. So this was only Cross. So maybe hmm. this is, I don't know if WWE does not want Scarlett with Cross, but 
Scarlett was with Cross, though, on the SmackDown taping when they did the match for the Dolph Ziggler thing that did not air. Mm. Um, Bronson Reed did defeat Drew Gulak in the second match. Mm. Um, it, but it has been reported, though, that, you know, that Cross and Scarlett were together on SmackDown Friday, but this one, Scarlett was not there, so I, I don't know what Bruce Pritchard or these guys are looking for, but maybe maybe they're trying to test out carrying Cross without Scarlett and see how he does, and for Reed, you know, we've already said how we felt about Bronson Reed, but I, I do have the feeling that Bronson Reed is coming to the main roster. If they're if they're now this impressed with both of these men, both of these men are coming to the main roster ASAP. They'll probably be coming right after SummerSlam if if everything is kind of aiming its direction. Because I, I honestly don't. I, I mean, if they're now starting to work the SmackDown show and they're now getting another opportunity to work another show on main event, then then I think it's definitely time that they're, they're more than time is getting ready to get called up. And Cross will do great. I don't know about Bronson Reed because Vince is not a fan of big men that can high fly. And Reed is someone that's not really – he has developed into, into a better worker, but I don't know if he's going to be a better worker to Vince. Um, because again, you know, the, it's an audience of one and Vince McMahon is the Steven Spielberg. And if Steven Spielberg doesn't like your high flying, then that's just how it's going to be. Um, how about this year though? Um, Tavon, um, you and Blackheart were actually right about the NHL games tonight. The Tampa Bay lightning did defeat the Islanders. Uh-huh. They defeated them eight, nothing. That that is literally a touchdown and a safety conversion. So, um, and tell you what though, there was even a better as well. I mentioned it before you got on the island. There was someone that bet fifty thousand dollars for the Islanders in Las Vegas tonight to win Game Five, and he lost it. So, tough mm. tough break for that dude. Tough break for that dude. Yeah, um, pretty tough. Oh yeah, dude. But now we're getting into the Raw show again. No NBA games tonight, folks. And everything like that. So this is how the show um, started off. It was Bobby Lashley and MVP for the MVP um, for the VIP lounge. Of course, Bobby Lashley and MVP bring out the same five women that have been coming out all all their time. Uh, and then, of course, MVP was about to make a toast till uh, the New Day showed up and actually were trying to make a toast with actual toast. And then they threw toast at the women. And then MVP of Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I was like, what, what the hell? And then Kofi Kingston reminded Bobby Lashley that he beat Daniel Bryan to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. And Bobby Lashley looked around and said, I'm not Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's the most accurate thing I've heard. I'm like, yep, I'm, like, sure. Kofi's like I'm like, Kofi really just mentioned he beat Daniel Bryan and Bobby Lashley doesn't even look anything like Daniel Bryan. So then, of course... Um, then Kofi, um, said that he was, he said MVP was crying at the bar when he won it. And then, (laughs) that's true. And he was, he was, but, but it's, but like the way WWE's now trying to make it, they're trying to make it like MVP was so jealous. I mean, it was like MVP and Shaq Gaspard and Shelton and all these guys, they were all happy for Kofi. They were not, Uh, they were actually, they were not like, Jealous, so I don't know why WWE try to keep making it. And then uh, Kofi showed the highlight video of where he beat Bobby Lashley a month ago, and Corey Graves noted 
that I noticed that they edited it out where Drew McIntyre took the cane and hit um, Lashley in the throat with it. And then Lashley even repeated, you know you just edited that video because Drew McIntyre helped you win. And then the women in the corner start throwing up L signs and shit. And then Kofi and Xavier say, you think these women are going to be with you when you lose the WWE Championship? And these women do like the Yu-Gi-Oh cheerleaders when Yu-Gi-Oh was in school. They were like, boo! Like, no, like, you don't have to listen to him. I said, man, these women are really going to leave Lashley when he loses his championship. So mm. then, then Xavier Woods, um, then Lashley assaulted Xavier Woods, and Woods said that he was used to people dismissing him. He ran down his own accolades, which was having 2 million subscribers on YouTube, an 11-time tag team champion, and that he wanted Bobby Lashley to underestimate him. Woods looked up at the cage and said, Tonight, we're going to be inside Hell in a Cell. Lashley accepted. Lashley also accepted Kofi Kingston's challenge at Money in the Bank um, for a WWE Championship match. So I do like that Bobby Lashley is like, you know what, saying, like, you know what, I'm not really scared of either of these guys, and I'll just whoop up their ass. And that is good, what I like about Bobby Lashley. I will say, Lashley is booked as a really strong champion. He really is. Mm hmm. And I don't think that people are going to give him credit because people will, you know, say, well, he doesn't work great like like the Daniel Bryans, like the Adam Coles, like the Finn Balors, like the Roman Reigns. But Lashley does everything else that, that they want in WWE, and that is, you know, gimmick first. He literally walks like a champ. He talks like a champ. He carries himself like a champ. So there's nothing – so I don't actually have any problems with this. Um, the segment to me was just like, man, like they really announced a hell in a cell. That was, that's what I was taking away from this. I didn't take away from anything because because I, I because Lashley's already kind of admitted that he can beat both Lashley – he can both beat Kofi and Wood. So. Um, and then this – and this was the first hell in a cell match on Raw in 25 years. Do you want to know what the last hell in a cell match on Raw was? 1996? Actually, it was – 1998, oh. Mankind, Kane. Ah. Yeah, I know. I was actually very shocked by that one, too. Um, but, yeah, and... Um, they did match, say I, 25 years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, I mean, it was it was the first match that they... It, this, it, it was Mankind, Kane that had this match um, in 98. I think the match ended in, like, a no contest because Stone Cold came from underneath the ring and... <laughs> <laughs> um, laid out both of them, so I actually I think I remember that perfectly, if I'm not mistaken. And then we had a segment with AJ Styles and almost and the Viking Raiders. I swear, you know, last week when I watched the show Tavon and we reviewed the show, I felt like I forgot everything about Raw. Oh because, yeah, me too. Be, because, because like because, <laughs> you you can I, go you can go first. Oh okay, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's but okay. I was so but but I was just like. How in the hell did the Viking Raiders become number one contenders? And I was like, oh, they won that tag team gauntlet last week. I said, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much me too. Well, And then what's even worse is, when are they even going to get their tag team championship match? Because now it's just like, they should have had their match tonight if that was the case. I'm like... Or they should have had it at Hell in the Cell. Honestly. Exactly. Exactly. They could have had it and, on and, the... And on I the said the show. same thing about the US title. It's like... The go home show for Hell in a Cell, I I it it was so bad I I forgot about Sheamus and Ricochet and Humberto like that that was how bad the sh 
that show. Oh my god! Wild. Oh my god! I forgot about them too. Yeah, because because I because I was like, why is Ricochet taking on AJ Styles in a qualifier? I said, wasn't Ricochet last week trying to get a U.S. opportunity for the championship and? Now he's and I'm just like, how the hell did that happen? I was just so so. Of course, um, AJ and almost approached the Viking Raiders, and the Viking Raiders now are basically like admitting to AJ Styles that they are Neanderthals that are just below zero, and they literally, um, yeah, and they're smelly Vikings. They even told AJ that they said they said <laughs> we may be smelly Vikings. But we can beat you, and we beat you before. And I'm just like, have they? I'm like, and AJ was insulted. So AJ just slept like the turkey leg out of um, Ivar's hand, and then Ivar was going to hit um, AJ. But instead, like the other Viking Raider just started laughing. And I'm just like, what the hell? I'm like, this is just embarrassing. I'm just like, man, I was just, I didn't even know what to make of this segment, and I really felt bad for all four of these guys, because this was just a bad script. Someone gave them a bad script, and they didn't care, basically. Yeah, and then Ricochet cuts a tape promo. He said, I know what it's like to fail in challenging for the WWE Championship and knowing how hard the fall was. I, I was about to, You know what I said when he said that? I'm like, I'm like, man, your fall must have really been that bad because Brock Lesnar whooped your ass. Yeah, ago. pretty much. Oh, that, that was, that was kind of bad. Exactly. Well, Rick- well, the um, the, that match at Super Showdown 2020, it, it it was really, it was really sucky. Like they gave Ricochet no no offense. They they just made him a complete chump. It it was bad. <laughs> didn't even give him a storyline on Mondays on Raw. Neither he he didn't even have a storyline in the show, and and that's what was even worse about everything. So of course Ricochet defeats AJ Styles. But he doesn't defeat AJ cleanly. He actually has to defeat AJ because the Viking Raiders came out, distracted almost, almost crashed into a barricade. And then what happens next is um, AJ gets distracted and Ricochet hits a code breaker for the victory. Um, This match could have been so much better if they actually gave time to these men, but a commercial break killed him. And then right after, no one didn't. And and it was, it was like I already knew what the finish was going to be because I knew these Viking Raiders were going to cost AJ this match. I knew they were. I just knew it because I just was just like I said, this match was not going to be something good. And it's so sad because if they had 15 minutes with a clean finish, it would have actually really been a great match if they could have gone out there and had something good. But instead, they didn't, and it's sad. Um, but Ricochet wins, and then Ricochet was trash talking AJ and almost after the match and. AJ and almost weren't even paying attention to him. They were paying attention to the Viking Raiders. So I don't even know what the hell Ricochet was even talking shit for. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, AJ and them are not even paying attention to you no more. So, so then we had, uh, so then we had Eva Marie, um, be. So they announced the match card tonight, and it was Eva Marie with her partner taking on Naomi and Oscar. Winners get into the Money in the Bank qualifier. This makes zero sense. Because I'm like, why can't even Marie just have a singles match? Or, um, and I don't even like the fact they had to refer to her as her partner. So then Riddle approached Randy Orton with some RK Bro merch. Um, I'm not going to lie, this kind of looked like MSK merch, except they took the MSK and just put RK Bro in the shit. So then, so then, uh, Riddle rambled about wanting to keep his stash into a Money in the Bank briefcase, and Randy was like, "What?" 
And Riddle's like, yeah, my stash. Like, like I have Burger King Whoppers that I eat. I'm like, and Randy and I were both confused because we were not thinking of that kind of stash. So then um, Riddle said he gets afraid of the Burger King mascot because he says the Burger King mascot is trying to be like how the Noid is from Domino's, I guess, um, and steal his Whoppers. Orton told him to just stay out of his way. Riddle said it'd be awesome if they were both in the matching orders. And Orton said that wouldn't be awesome for Riddle. So then um, Eva Marie is interviewed by Kevin Patrick, but she calls Kevin Patrick um, – um, she calls him Kyle. Yeah, she called him Kyle. Eva Marie and Piper Nivet were being interviewed. And then Eva Marie said that last week she got a Matty Petty before her match, and then she came down with a cold. And then she coughed literally right on Kyle. So poor Kyle Patrick. <laughs> so the next thing you know uh, – then um, Marie said that her protege took her place. Patrick asked what was her protege's name. You can literally see Piper Nivet literally mouthing the words Piper. And even Marie said, no, her name is Dewdrop. <laughs> Nivet was just pissed. As predicted. Just, well, Nivet was pissed just like you and I. Nivet was like, what the hell kind of name is this? Like, poor Piper Nivet. And then, and then what even made matters worse was... She had to carry Eva Marie's robe to the ring, like, because Eva Marie's robe can't touch the ground. And I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> so then Naomi and Asuka beat Eva Marie and Piper Nivet. I'm not calling this woman Dewdrop. Like, if you guys think I'm calling her this <laughs> on this show, you guys are fucked up already. This was a two-minute match. Yeah, it was bad. And, and what's even more worse is they're already breaking up this team after one week. Yeah, like for real, like three reasons why why this match was trash. One, it was bullshit fifty fifty at its finest. Two, it didn't it didn't um showcase Eva Marie's skills, which pretty much sucked. And three, it was a short match. It, it was, and what's even worse is poor Naomi and Asuka. They have to take the brutal of this bump for this because here's the here's because I already know the feeling they're not even going to let Eva Marie actually have an actual match till SummerSlam. So so we're just going to keep having like a whole month of this bullshit. Probably. Yeah. And and what's even more worse is about this is like it, poor Piper Nivet had to work a 2 on 1 and she was actually going to like actually like win this match and then Eva Marie tagged in and then like Piper Nivet wouldn't even help her and it was just it was just a terrible match, and Naomi won with a roll-up because roll-ups are the easiest thing to win with now in wrestling <laughs> today. So. Uh, yep. They really are. So then um, Lashley was shown warming up in the back to start the second hour. Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce came to the ring. They addressed Rhea Ripley, and so they wanted Rhea Ripley to explain her actions. And then Rhea was confused because she said that I just did what – Charlotte would have did if she was champion. So Adam Pierce came back with this line. Well, that might be true, but Charlotte is not the Raw Women's Champion. I'm like, <laughs> you just admitted that Charlotte would get away with this if, if this was Charlotte Flair. And then Charlotte Flair comes out. Charlotte admitted that Rhea was smarter than she thought, but she planned on destroying her. And then Sonya Deville said, Charlotte, if that's your way for asking for a match... Then challenge accepted, and Adam Pearce and Sonya oh, Deville man. were happy that Charlotte was going to destroy Rhea Ripley, and that, and then I have to, and then here's here's why I get so mad. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards voted Adam Pearce 
top five in characters on TV. This what? is that is some that is the That's bullshit. That's not even close. It, 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 it really is because it's just some bullshit. Like Adam Pierce is a terrible official or GM, whatever the <laughs> hell he's supposed to be. He is so terrible at this, and I'm just like, how are you like literally getting away with your job? You blatantly just said you hope Charlotte beats Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I feel so bad for Rhea Ripley because. Because imagine being that beautiful of a woman, and they tell you you have to do these shitty storylines, and oh mm, my god, it's so, just a damn shame. And what's it, worse is that we have another rematch of Wea an, versus Charlotte again at Money in the Bank. Ugh. Another rematch, and I'm pretty sure Charlotte is winning in front of fans now, so <sighs> so I'm not even concerned, and I, I'm not even concerned anymore. I, I'm not even going to be shocked if this was a ladder match at the damn pay per view because. Because because they really are they really are running out of ideas. So do a ladder match or something. Um, then of course we had Natalia and Tamina. They showed a video clip of Natalia actually beating Mandy Rose, and I actually saw the match between Natalia and Mandy Rose. And I will say the match was actually really decent. It was better than mm-hmm. average. And Mandy Rose actually kept up with Natalia. She actually really did. She actually did pretty good. Um, she did look a little winded though because I think Natalia really like. I think Natalia was, like, going at, like, full speed, and, like, Mandy Rose was, like... Like, she she kept up, though, but Mandy Rose was, like, really winded after this match. Like, yeah. you can tell when she got put in that sharpshooter, she she knew I'm tapping fast because I am... I'm literally out of breath, so... But she Oof, didn't really Yeah, that it. sharpshooter, it's deadly, you know? It is, but then also, whenever you have to work a match like that and you're doing <clears throat> all the roll-ups and everything, whew, man, like... Man, and Mandy Rose is like not the type to be doing like the roll ups and stuff like that, so so I understand why she was like yeah. very winded. So of course Sarah Schreiber comes back and and Natalia and Tamina are doing a photo shoot. And fun <laughs> fact, people, this is what Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke did last week. Except yep. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke weren't in the gear. So Sarah Schreiber shows up, and I don't understand why she had to yell. But this is what she said: she said Natalia, Tamina, uh, 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 Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke. They said that you were, and then, and then Natalia and um, Tamina just ignored Sarah Schreiber's yelling, which I'm very glad they did, because it was annoying. It was actually more annoying than the than, than Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke actually working in the ring, and then Natalia and uh, Tamina said, could you keep it down? You're trying to do an interview. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Did you get mad at them last week for a photo shoot? Like... And then Dana Brooke and Anderson said, we're actually trying to work in the ring and trying to actually Yeah, just work. like you said, Natalia. <laughs> exactly. And then this is what Natalia said. She said, we as champions have to do photo shoots, uh, <laughs> interviews. She said, we have to speak to the uh, media. I'm like, I'm like, where the hell did this ever go? I want a rule book of where it says you have to do all this shit as a champion. And then Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke said, you know what? We'll actually whoop your ass if you get in this ring. And Tamina got in the ring with Natalia. They actually got on the ring apron and got knocked down. And, and, and Mandy and Dana Brooke walked away looking like baby faces in this. And last week it was a polar opposite. I'm like, what the hell is this? They don't even book your tag team champions good, um, Tavon. I don't even understand that because cause last week Natalia was all pissed. And this week she's all pissed that they're actually training. So I don't even know what to, to tell you and to me I want anymore. Um, God, that, it was funny, though. It was actually a pretty funny segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we had John Morrison, Randy Orton. This is actually the first time these two have wrestled 
in 10 years, and it's their very first singles match ever. Wow. I know. Um, and, of course, um, this match actually didn't – it was just like the AJ Ricochet match. It wasn't good because here's what happened. Four minutes in, you get a commercial break. And Miz was on commentary for the beginning, and then after commercial, Miz leaves the commentary table. And Randy Orton hits a scoop slam and everything, and Randy Orton's doing all of his Randy Orton signature stuff, the apron DDT, and Randy's about to look for the RKO. And last night, Rhea Ripley won. Well, Rhea Ripley got disqualified for hitting Charlotte Flair with an announce table, just like just like the piece of the announce table. And <laughs> Miz splashes water. <laughs> From a damn stick, and he doesn't get disqualified. And the ref and, and Randy's looking at the ref like you're not even gonna do anything. And the ref is just like, uh, it's like the ref do? didn't even notice. Well, the ref just looked at him, just like, hey, just continue. I'm like, continue. I'm like, this is blatant disqualification. And then someone on Fightful, that stupid social media Fightful Wrestling Twitter, said, oh, this is a great show. How is this a great show? Randy Orton should have won the fucking match already. So then Riddle has to come out. And it was actually – this is actually Jimmy Smith's highlight, finally. Jimmy Smith actually had a highlight of his commentary. He said, we actually have a slow police chase going on because Miz is going slow in his wheelchair. And then you got poor Riddle. Riddle's like, try not to go fast on Miz. He's actually like trying to go as slow as he can. This was so, this is the funny stuff. And then Randy gets distracted. Morrison hits the starship paying for the victory. I actually didn't think Morrison was going to win that clean. That was that was actually a clean win for Morrison. And by the way, this is Morrison's first win in 2021. Wow, I that know first win, and it's his first singles victory in over nine months. So mm. even more embarrassing. Um, uh, Kevin Patrick interviewed Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Baszler says she wasn't afraid of anyone and nothing was going to stop them from qualifying the money in the bank. And then Jax admitted there was nothing quite like Alexa Bliss. So Reginald, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler had to act all scared like they were in the Scooby-Doo mystery files or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) So then um, Bliss got new music. Um, It really isn't that much to talk about. And then Nikki Cross. (laughs) This is where I wanted Blackheart (laughs) on this show tonight. (laughs) Because... On the Off the Top Rope um, Facebook page, someone said, I'm so done with this WWE bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> so then Nikki Cross got this promo pre-match. This is what she did. I was wondering, why the hell is she in this mask for? I'm, I'm like, did she break her nose like Sheamus did? We didn't know about this. So, oh, so no. Then, Even so something. Then, so Nikki Cross explained... I beat Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley and overcame my odds. I'm like, overcame your odds in one year, you've got a fucking championship match. Like, they blatantly ignored you on this show tonight about a, a wild women's championship match. And then she said that she overcame her fears and that she was going to be the driving superhero force. So then she, they cut it down. It's literally like Mighty Mouse. Yeah, it's like Nikki Cross took a page out of um, Molly Holly and Stacey Keebler's book. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, this this is what made me just like laugh up. I was actually just like laughing. I actually just started laughing. I was like, what the hell is this? I'm like, I'm like they really said, you know what, Nikki? Fuck you. You're gonna wear this fucking outfit. You're gonna fucking love it. This, this reminds me of when I was reading like dirt sheets when I actually began reading dirt sheets like when I got back into wrestling like in 20 
11 and then 2015 I was reading in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that they were going to make um Pac or Neville at that time Mighty Mouse and then I saw <laughs> Nikki Cross's outfit I said this is literally Mighty Mouse I said Vince got his wish he really got his wish he got his fucking wish I know Vince was laughing because Vince is just sick of a human being. Like, like when people tell you that WWE is not an audience of one, because Kurt Angle says that on his podcast every Sunday on with uh, Conrad Thompson. Kurt Angle says, oh, no, 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 it's not an audience of one. Vince just likes to annoy the fans. This was not no annoying the fans. This was the audience of one. This was Vince McMahon thinking that this Nikki Cross would be perfect for Mighty Mouse. Tavon, what did you think of the uh, Mighty Mouse um, debut of Nikki Cross? Um, I actually thought it was um kind of funny. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. It was like, it was like, wow. So Nikki Cross pretty much just has a new gimmick, just like that. Like I said before, it's like she took a page out of. <laughs> Molly Holly and Stacy Keebler's book from when Stacy Keebler was Super Stacy. Exactly. <laughs> it was it was pretty much um funny, but hey, I'll 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 say this. I mean, it may look wacky and ridiculous and over the top, but I mean, hey, it's not like Nikki Cross is going to be used for the main event picture anyway so it's like fine i'll give this a chance <laughs> exactly <laughs> i will say this here though that and and, and it's it, like on twitter no one wasn't making fun of nikki cross's attire like this like there were people that you know had the usual i'm done with the wwe bullshit but <laughs> there were people that actually were like trying to give a compliment they were like well, at least Nikki Cross has an ass in this. So, like, I said, you know what? You know what? That's true. She does look, <laughs> she does look good in that in that wing gear. I mean, Nikki Cross, when when of course when she was with a tag team with Alexa Bliss, sometimes when she wore, <laughs> sometimes when she wore those leggings, yeah, she pretty much has an ass. Well, 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 that was the whole point. Like, like when they said that, I was, I was like, she always did have an ass. I'm like. She always did. Like, like it wasn't like, like no, it wasn't like Nikki Cross ever was told to just like hide your ass, figure. Like she always was able to have it, and it's just like now, now it's just like a little bit more clearant now. But I guess that, but I guess that was the only compliment anybody could give. I guess no one didn't want to insult it, but, but I, but I'll tell you what though, when we get fans back next month. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be as nice about this. Um, I, I know they won't be. I know they won't be. Um, so, so then we had a 10-minute match between Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Stein Jackson, Shayna Baszler. I don't know why we needed 10 whole minutes. And what's weird is for Alexa Bliss matches, they actually start out with wrestling and then they do voodoo. So I, I don't understand why Alexa Bliss just couldn't do her voodoo and just make this match in so quickly. So immediately, this is how the finish goes. Um, Nia Jax, Tadiskin, Shayna Baszler. Nikki Cross dunks a punch, but Shayna didn't even hit Nia. And then Nia is actually like yelling and getting mad at Shayna. And Shayna's like telling Nia, I wasn't actually going to hit you. And Nia starts fighting with Shayna. And then Nikki Cross gets an upper hand. Alexa Bliss is literally just looking um, at Reginald. And Reginald 
lifts up his hand like last night would not have did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and he and he almost hit her and then Alexa stopped it. And then and then I was like, Reginald, what are you doing? And then and then Nia looked right behind Alexa and then Nia gave Reginald a hug. And then Nia was saying, It's gonna be okay, and then Nikki Cross just hit both of them and then they both collided outside the ring. And then Nikki Cross got a roll up pin on a former MMA competitor and former NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, I was like, okay. Um, so now we're going to get. Um, so now we're going to get a superhero, and we're also going to get Voodoo in our Money in the Bank ladder match next month. So I, I want to see how the fans actually react to this because um, this won't be good. Um, it's. It, I mean, because because I mean, the Money in the Bank Women's Field is. I have a feeling it's just going to be some. I have a feeling it's just going to be nothing but just comedy gimmicks all in this because it's it's looking that way. It really is. Um, yeah, pretty much. And Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce approached McIntyre, told him they didn't have to compete tonight. McIntyre admitted they wasn't in great shape. And, that Mac- and then McIntyre literally said he was – and then McIntyre, he keeps quoting all these fucking people every week. <laughs> like like it, like it was William Wallace last week and all, and this week it was, it was Winston Churchill and – Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce always look fucking bored and confused every time he does this. <laughs> like, they're literally just like us. I'm like, like, why does Drew McIntyre keep quoting these motherfuckers? They're not even helping him now. And and then, of course, uh, they wished him luck. That was kind of their way of like, okay, we're leaving him. The third hour starts. And, Tavon, this actually made it to where um, um, it's the Twitter, uh, WWE Creative Humor. They said this. They said, wow, it's like almost being a WWE champion doesn't even matter. And it really doesn't because here's how this third hour of Raw begins. Jinder Mahal, Cedric Alexander, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus. Yes, yes, I'm surprised you're ever going to hear these four names ever again probably. Um, these four names literally argue to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville saying that they all deserve to be in the Money in the Bank Mallory match. Jinder Mahal actually started first. He said, he said, I'm the former, he said, I'm a former WWE champion. He said, how come I wasn't even invited for this? Jeff Hardy was like, oh, funny, Jinder. I'm a former WWE champion, too. And then Cedric Alexander comes <laughs> with the worst insult. He's like, he's like, listen to these antiques. He said, you guys need to invest in the future. Me. And then Sonya It would have been Deville, just more better suited to call them old bloods. <laughs> exactly. And then Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce all ignore every one of them. And then Sheamus literally makes a great point. He's like, I'm the U.S. champion. He said, how come I wasn't even invited? And then Adam Pearce said, oh, so you can defend your championship. And then Seamus is like, are you kidding me? He said, do you see this mask on my face? He said, I got to go to the doctor. So then, <laughs> so then, uh, and then Jinder Mahal said, he said, he said, I can't believe that Ricochet got an invite over me. I can't believe Johnny Drip Drip got invited over me. He said, he said, you know what? That's okay. He said, he said, but if anybody gets injured, he said, I would like to be considered an ultimate. And then Cedric Alexander, who just insulted, who just insulted him, said, that sounds like a great idea, champ. I'm like, what the, like, what, did you just insult him a moment ago? And then he walks away with the, um, with one half of Indushir and the Shanky. And I'm just like, huh, like, man, I really did feel bad for Jinder Mahal and these guys because this is a pure example of WWE today where they literally, where literally this was like the best point ever. Why weren't none of these guys even considered 
except Cedric because Cedric lost like his last two weeks. But even Jeff Hardy and Jinder Mahal can't even get TV time. Man, that's just embarrassing. Yeah, so, pretty much. And, and then what's even worse is your officials even like don't even care about them either, and they just told him that. So, and then we had uh, the one good match of the night. Uh, it was Riddle Drew McIntyre. Twenty two minutes they got. Uh, very good match. These guys had. These guys um, went through three commercial breaks. Great spots overall. Um, you had um, Riddle hitting exploder suplexes, kicking McIntyre in his back. McIntyre is doing all this crazy shit. He's literally doing reverse Alabama slams, clotheslines. You have McIntyre lock a Pele kick, hit a Michinuku driver for a two count. Uh, McIntyre tried something off the top rope. But Riddle caught him into a triangle choke. Beautiful, um, by the way. This is actually Jimmy Smith's highlight as well for this match. Because Jimmy Smith, for some reason, he does great with matches of people that actually do great wrestling. Like Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston. When they have a match, great. When he works, when he, then it's a Riddle match, he does great. When it's Shayna Baszler, he does great. But for some reason, when, when it's other people, he doesn't do great. He only does great with certain wrestlers. Which is, which is telling... But it's also very telling because he couldn't do shit for the Randy Orton-John Morrison match, but he did very good for this Riddle-McIntyre um, match. So then Riddle went for a floating blow, um, but McIntyre dodged it. McIntyre went for a Claiborne kick, but Riddle countered into a bro mission. McIntyre um, fought out, headbutted Riddle, but Riddle caught him into another victory roll-up for a pinfall. So... We've now had four victory roll-up pinfalls on the show tonight, Tavon. That's that's way too many. And Randy yeah. Orton and Randy Orton was there at the stage ramp after the second commercial break, and Randy was upset that Riddle won because he because I guess because and even though Riddle technically didn't distract him, like I guess he I guess we have to have to pretend that Riddle did, even though he didn't. So then, of course. Um, Jackson Riker was whipping himself with a strap for some reason. Um, and then Monster wanted to go up to him, ask him for advice. Um, I don't understand why he wanted to get advice from uh, Jackson Riker. Of all the people Monster could have went and got advice from, he had to go get it from Jackson Riker. And Jackson Riker gave him some bullshit. I didn't hear it because I don't give a shit about Jackson Riker. Um, and then Ali came into the picture, and Mustafa Ali said, why are you even taking advice and asking the wrong directions and asking the wrong people stuff? And I actually agreed with Ali. I'm like, why did you go to Jackson Riker? And then Ali um, told him that it, you weren't going to get a chance to climb the ladder. You have to build your own ladder. And then they looked over at Riker, who continued to hit himself with a strap. And then next week for Raw, they announced a last chance triple threat Money in the Bank qualifying match between Orton, McIntyre, and Styles, which will probably be the main event, which should be actually a great main event. It actually should be a really great match. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually got this announced for some reason. Elias and Jackson Riker. I don't know what the hell they were thinking about announcing that match. Um, but whatever. I mean... I, I guess some people like that. I guess someone will actually want to see that match. Not me, though. I'm not going to. Um, Hell in a Cell, though, it was a non-title WWE Championship match. And Xavier Woods lost to Bobby Lashley in 13 minutes. Here's how the match went for people that 
you know, want a quick snippet of this. It was weapons. It was Xavier Woods. It, it kind of, to me, just felt like the Rey Mysterio Roman Reigns, where they let Xavier Woods get all this offense on Lashley, and then Lashley won at the end. And I didn't like the 16-minute match on SmackDown between Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio because I didn't understand why Rey needed all this offense on very little build. And I didn't understand why Xavier Woods needed all this build on very little build. So after the match, of course, Lashley won with a spear and then a hurt lock for the submission victory. After the match, um, Lashley continued to attack Woods. MVP locked himself inside the Hell in a Cell. The show closes with Kofi Kingston trying to get... In the Hell in a Cell, but Lashley and McIntyre, but Lashley and MVP are just beating up on Xavier Woods, and that was it. Um, to me, this was a Raw show, and it was a Raw show. It was it was decent. If you had to go back and look at one match, I would tell you to go back and look at Riddle and Drew McIntyre because they actually did have a really great match. They did a lot of great work in the match. Um, a lot of great work um, and beautiful wrestling as well. Um, but the main event, I wouldn't have not recommend it to anybody. Um, Tavon, what was your thoughts on the Raw main event? Not, not going to lie. I mean, I could pretty much agree with you that, yeah, when it comes to um, Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley, I mean, could have Xavier Woods not had that much offense? Not really. He didn't really have to. But, I mean, I, I so, supposedly with it being the post-show of Hell in a Cell, and when it comes to building up for Kofi versus Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank, you gotta look, make Bobby Lashley look like a beast, and you gotta make Xavier Woods look good. You gotta have him pretty much, you gotta have Fans think that he might have a chance at beating Bobby Lashley, but except that Bobby Lashley will still win anyway. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say it was the match was somewhat, somewhat decent, but it's like I would have, I probably would have preferred it if it was just a normal match. But okay, sure, exactly. Um, but you know what, though, I mean. I understand why they did it because they they have so much money, and and it is true, you know. When you do make all this money now, and you don't have to worry about money, you can keep giving away a hell in a cell match every week if you felt like it. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it because then we'll get into the TNA times, and then and then and then watch <laughs> one day they do yeah. a whole pay per view where every match is hell in a cell, like they did for that lethal lockdown bullshit and and then we're mm. back and then we're, and, and then and then you me and black are like well they did every match and every match just sucked you know like we then we give up after <laughs> after like <laughs> afterwards but um but definitely though uh alfred kwan um at this is nasty you know he he actually had a great video today it was literally about you know the long-term plan for drew mcintyre about getting his heat back and everything like that and and we're gonna play a quick forty seconds, uh, forty six second snippet of this. So um, what you call it? Let's let's check this out. Um, All right, cool. Yeah. I'm sure there are fans holding out hope that WWE's gonna heat him back up. <laughs> That's one of my favorites, heating a guy back up. Have you ever tried reheating a prime sirloin steak after it's been in the refrigerator? It's disgusting. That's what I think about every time I hear people. 
people say that the senior citizens in WWE Creative are going to heat a guy back up. Because it's not like an award-winning chef using a state-of-the-art range oven to heat it to just the right proportions to make that meat delicious. WWE 2021 heating a guy up is like taking a quality cut of beef and throwing it into a microwave at 7-Eleven. So if you're here for Drew McIntyre reheated, I hope you brought a lot of seasoning because that's going to taste like shit. <laughs> that, that was uh, Alfred Kwan at This Is Nasty. You guys make sure to check him out. He also has a YouTube channel. It's Pro Wrestling Bits. It's where every week he um, drops at least one video. This video this week was about McIntyre being dead as the top babyface. And I actually do have to agree because McIntyre is definitely dead as the top babyface of this company. Um, especially after tonight yeah, where he lost again. And... And, and and it is like very and I even came back at a good tweet. I said Drew McIntyre is colder than the sushi that they sell at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, Alfred actually liked that and everything. So so uh, I I did appreciate that. Um, and then Alfred had the best tweet of the night. This is what he said: Rank these women's wrestling angles. I dare you. One, Nikki Cross as a superhero. Two, Alexa Bliss as a supervillain with hypnosis powers. <laughs> Three, Charlotte and Rhea in a heel versus heel feud for the Raw Women's title. Eva Marie and Dewdrop for four. And five, Bailey laughing her way into a hell of a cell match. <laughs> I'm not um, sure if that's rated from best to worst or worst to best. <laughs> exactly. I, that's That was the whole point as well. Um... I will say though the best of all these actually just might be uh, Bailey because because technically speaking Bailey didn't do a damn thing and Bailey kind of got like a whole other championship match and she didn't have to get booked badly so um, the rest of these women had to get booked badly I mean Charlotte and Rhea had to lose all their matches before Hell in a Cell to Nikki Cross uh, even Marie is gonna I mean the poor Piper Niv is gonna get buried. Poor Piper Niven, sorry. She's she's already dead on the roster. Um, oh, man. Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross will be funny for three weeks, and then watch in three weeks. She's the twenty four seven champion because I sure haven't seen that. Because I sure haven't seen Archie like. Yeah, Archie's only been on Raw Talk, and that's the sad thing. I haven't seen a lot of Raw Talk lately since it's yeah. been on Peacock because like the wrestling stream I'm on, it has yet to pretty much stream. Wall Talk Live, so yeah, there's that. Exactly, and and also, you know, like, but they but they do it good for talking smack though, because you see like Paul Heyman and stuff. But 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 Wall Talk, they don't even like give a shit. It's just like you you'd be better off finding a clip on the YouTube, and never they load it up on their YouTube in like an hour or so. But um, yeah, but definitely, we're gonna go into some AEW Dark Elevation results. Uh. I I know that you didn't watch the show Tavon and I didn't really. Yeah, either, I was but, preoccupied but, with War. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But but we can go through the results real quick. FTR defeated Royce Isaacs and Jordan Nelson, um, and the review was by Juan C Romero, um, who actually has a pretty good Twitter account. Um, how, how, however, he shits on NXT UK, so um, Tavon would probably not be a fan of this guy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> probably FTR, not. I mean. <laughs> I know NXT UK isn't the most popular, but I just have to I just have to pretty much say this. I mean NXT UK it, it may not be the most popular wrestling show, but if you ask me in terms of WWE and wrestling, 
Yeah, NXT UK. I have to say it's an it's an underrated masterpiece. It actually is because Noam Dar, you know, he's actually he actually has a gimmick now. Like he's actually got good personality with his supernova sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Seven lost um, all the way to you know challenge for the cruiserweight championship, and they told you the story about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Heritage Cup is treated as probably the most prestigious thing they've got right now in WWE today. Because, yeah, because uh, Tyler yeah, those Bate, Heritage Cup matches they be they be they be fire, honestly. Exactly, and and what I like about the Heritage Cup matches is they have like this like MMA style approach of like the the rounds being three minutes and stuff. Yeah, but it's treated as an actual serious sport. And that's what I like about the Heritage Cup matches. The Heritage Cup matches are never taken like a joke. They're actually all serious. You know, mm-hmm. you, you literally are carrying around a trophy. And that's actually really different from the WWE standard of carrying around a championship belt that doesn't mean as much. And, yeah. you know, I mean, so definitely. I, I will say, though, speaking of belt, Jimmy Smith is going to get in trouble by Vince or Kevin Dunn or Michael Cole oh, in his boy. ear. Because this guy kept repeating belts so much tonight. I was like, what the hell is this dude's problem? Like, I like I have a feeling <laughs> someone was in his ear, had to, had to yell at this motherfucker and say, stop saying belt. Like, we don't say belt. You say championship or title. And I, and I actually – and there is, like, verbiage in WWE where I know that announcers can't say hospital and they can't say belt and they can't – That's so but they, weird. It, it is, but but I actually do understand Vince on the belt term because because championships should be called championships. I don't even like when they're called titles on TV. I think it should be called championship. I don't like the word belt because I understand where belt, where Vince comes from. Because Chris Jericho actually had this conversation with Vince about twenty years ago, and you know uh, Jericho two thousand one exactly. So Jericho <laughs> explained. He, he wanted to call the championship, his Undisputed Championship's belt. And Vince was like, you mean like a belt that you wear on your pants? And Jericho's like, no, no, like this. And, and Vince is like, oh, no, 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 we're, we're not going to say that. Like, we're not going to say that word like that. And, and, I actually, and, I, and I actually do have to agree with Vince because you don't want to call your championship that like a belt, even though you do wear it around like a belt. But, but I understand where Vince comes from with that, you know. You know, but the rest of the stuff I, I I don't get a lot at times. But but when it comes to belt, I actually do defend Vince. At first, I actually never did defend him about that because I was just like, this is the stupidest shit ever. And then when Jericho <laughs> explained it, I'm like I'm like I actually do get where Vince is coming from because Vince is you know at that time he was like 57, and at that time he probably thought that and he was already at that age where he's just like, well, why would you call a championship a belt when you already wear a belt around? Your pants, and I, I get that. I actually do because 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 I've actually because my my great granddaddy my great granddaddy, you know, kind of basically told me the same thing in a way as well because like because like he wore a belt around his pants. I'm like I'm like yeah, he wouldn't like it if a wrestler called a championship a belt. Like he wouldn't like that shit either. So, um, but FTR approved to eighteen and one um, in AEW now, so they just beat Royce Isaac and Jordan Neal. Now the Rose defeated. Demi X, it was just a squash match. Uh, yeah. For some reason, though, Guerrero came out to introduce Rose and then bury Justin Roberts because on this AEW Dark Elevation, uh, Vicky Guerrero um, either flirts with Justin Roberts or buries him for some reason, which makes zero sense. Mm. Uh, the Acclaim 
Only good thing was their rapping in this. Um, they beat Baron Black and um, some dude. I'm not going to pronounce his name because this shit was just weird. Um, they won <laughs> with a combination S4, a new finisher, and then the mic drop for their fourth straight victory. Varsity Blondes with Julia Hart beat Bums Are Us. Yes, their name is Bums Are Us. <laughs> um yeah, with, with a name like that, you're definitely not going to make it very far. And, and and I will say this here: if Tony Khan ever gives a, ever gives these guys a contract, their name bums are us. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to actually have a problem with that. Uh, <laughs> Chris, I really will. Uh, Renee, uh, um, Chris Statlander with Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends defeated Ray Mich- Renee Michelle. If you don't know who Re- Renee Michelle Jake is, wife. Yep, that's it. And it, and guess what actually happened Saturday? Saturday was the two year anniversary of where they got married, and they did the twenty four seven segment. Oh, that's pretty so, cool. <laughs> so 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 um, but of course, Renee Michelle was never offered a contract by WWE, so now she's just always been on the indie scene. This was her fifth match in AEW, and it, from what I was told, this was her best showing so far. Hmm. Statlander um looked really good in the ring. So that's good. And Statlander is now 8-0 this year. Um, then we had Matt Hardy with um, all of Butcher, Blade, Bunny, and Private Party. He defeated Jorda Joha. Um, this guy is a former Pujami... Uh, he is a former Robo the Pajami Lion who made his AEW debut last month in his 0-2 so far. So he lost to Matt Hardy. And he's 0-3. Afterwards, Hardy offered him a spot in the... Hardy family office as a personal assistant, and later backstage they get to this guy, and he actually considered the offer. So um, this is very terrible then, because um, Matt mm. Hardy's supposed to be feuding with Christian, not offering people contracts like this. Because because the whole point of AEW um, on Saturday was he offered Christian a contract, and Christian refused it. So I don't know why the hell Matt Hardy's offering people contracts now left and right. Sean Spears and Warlow defeated Risen. And Kai Hero. Um, and here's how the description went. If you love fanny packs and late 80s nostalgia, you're going to love this match. Nope, I will hate this match then. So I'm not <laughs> going to watch. I'm not I'm not watching that shit. No, I, I don't like none of that shit. Like, like Ziggy Dice from NWA Power, I didn't even like his gimmick. And and he's and he's literally just Guy Fuetti with like a with like a fancy pack. So no, <laughs> uh, Powerhouse Hobbs defeated um, a jobber, Jay Cargill with now now we have to call him Smart Mark Sterling. That's Smart <laughs> Mark Sterling. I'm not calling him that. I'm just going to call him Mark Sterling. Jay Cargill defeated Robin Renegade. Quick match. Sterling announced um, that Cargill is the new face of Black News Channel. Of which Sean Khan is a real life investor. So here's what doesn't make any sense. You know, you know, Tavon, you know, you and I, we actually will try to Google search this shit. But if you're an actual casual viewer of just AEW, you're just gonna automatically think that he was talking about BET. <laughs> exactly. You really will. You really will. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Like, we're not, like, like Black News Channel, like that. That's some like like. Uh, I, I, if, that's if some BET be, uncut shit. Exactly, <laughs> and 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 they're, and they're gonna be like, why couldn't he just say BET? Like that would have actually worked better. <laughs> and you and I actually have to agree. Like he should have said BET. 
Uh, Penta, El Zero Mero, and Eddie Kingston with Alex Albarantes defeated um, Barry Morales and Fuego Del Sol. Fuego Del Sol is funny as hell on the Sammy Guevara vlogs. Um, but as a worker, um, he does have a lot to improve, but he's never going to win this year, so poor um, Fuego. Jungle Boy um, with Jurassic Express defeated um, Cesar Bononi. I'm afraid to watch this match because I have a feeling they're going to do everything that they did with that Orange Cassidy match. So I'm afraid to watch it, and I'm probably not going to watch it for that reason. Uh, and then in the main event, Matt Seidel defeated Jack Evans. Um, fun fact, and Helico and Matt Hardy were at ringside with Jack Evans. So I guess Matt Hardy has like eight people now in his stable. And Matt Seidel only had Mike Seidel. And earlier in the show, Matt Seidel had a backstage promo with Tony Schiavone. Wanting retribution for last week's elevation where Evans' his partner and Helico attacked his brother, Mike, and at Hardy's direction following that victory. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so, and then they said Jungle Boy and Bononi actually over-delivered and the match is worth checking out. I don't believe that because if I see those wingmen actually trying to Put this man's hair on a ponytail. I will turn off the. I will turn off the YouTube channel. I really will, because 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 the wingman told me on on Dynamite that they don't even want women. They they actually want the men. So I'm so I'm very skeptical now about what the wingman actually means. Um, but yeah, but wow. Um, over an hour into the show and we got through the raw and everything like that. Of course, NBA tomorrow night. We only have one game on tap. That is the. Clippers, Suns, um, let me check and see what the time, and that's at 9 p.m. on ESPN. So we're going to have the Phoenix Suns, LA Clippers. The Phoenix Suns are up one nothing over the Clippers right now. We're going to go to the um, betting odds and see what the point spreads are saying and seeing who's going to be the favorite. Chris Paul, by the way, is out for Game 2. Kawhi Leonard is out for Game 2 as well. Mm. Um, so... Point spread tomorrow night. It's the Clippers plus five and a half, and the Suns minus five and a half. So, um, and the money line for the Clippers is a plus one eighty. The Suns is a minus two twenty. Tavon, um, Clippers are they going to cover the five and a half point spread and just lose by five or less, or win the game outright, or do you think the Suns are going to win by six? I think the Suns would win by six. Suns. I, I actually do have to agree with you. I actually do. I'm going to say Suns and six. Um, I'm going to say the Suns win by six points or more. Um, and then, of course, for Wednesday at 8.40 on TNT, it will be the Bucks hawks which we've already gotten into, but we'll get into it one more time, though. Uh, hawks have actually now went to a plus 235 for the money line. Bucks are still favored by minus 286. Point spread, the Hawks are a plus seven, and the Bucks are a minus seven. Tavon, um, what do you like, the Bucks to win by eight or to the – or the Hawks to lose by six or less or win outright? I see the Bucks winning game one. I, I'm going to say the Hawks plus um, plus seven because Giannis is still tired and Trey Young yeah. is tired. Um, fun fact, did you see the um, video um, Clint Capella um, posted because Quavo Hotcho was actually in the Philadelphia 76ers dressing room um, oh, after the game dancing it. with the well he was dancing with the Hawks and everything and it was actually uh, pretty cool like Quavo was dancing <laughs> with Trey Young and everybody so um, great stuff right there though um, tomorrow night though no keeping it 200 podcast I'm gonna take a day off um, 
Tavon, I will probably message you on Twitter and we'll probably do a show Wednesday. Me and you will probably be doing a show Wednesday. Blackheart will not be back till Thursday. Ah, that's understandable. So, yeah, because Blackheart is tired. And no offense to Blackheart, I actually do understand because Blackheart has done a lot of podcast shows with me um, since Saturday and then Sunday, and he's he's dead tired. So, so yeah, I, told I know him just Blackheart. Say, he's been a he's been on the hustle. He has, and and, and don't forget too, August eighth, he goes back to doing his podcasting weekly. You know, he's going to be doing it, and, and from what I was told, um, Blackheart's going to be doing two or three of them a week. So, mm. and, and and I understand why he does a season break, because if you're doing two or three a week, and, you know, say he does it for about two to three months, that's that's going to get you right there to close to, what, about, probably about the Thanksgiving time and stuff, and then he would restart back in January, so... So I mean, but give credit to Blackheart though. You know, he 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 really does go above and beyond as a great co-guest and everything. And um, I do owe Blackheart yes, a I, I do owe Blackheart an episode on hip hop and TV shows where Tavon will be the moderator for this because 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 what <laughs> oh happens every boy. time because what happens every time me and Blackheart get on this show, Tavon gets zero lines, and Tavon's actually got the most lines that he's ever gotten on 200 ever. It's the 30th episode, so thank goodness we actually do that. You know, fun fact, whenever I talk about keeping it 200 to people, I sound like iCarly. Like, I always talk about, like, I always talk about my show, like, like, oh, 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 iCarly does this, and iCarly does, I, I really feel like how Miranda Cosgrove felt, but she was, like, talking about iCarly, and I'm like, Jeez, am I this annoying to motherfuckers? Like, I, I'm, I'm still trying to wonder if I actually am or not. Um, but, but um, from what I've been told by you know by this, um, you know, they always be like saying, like, "I'm always happy you're doing this," and you know, hopefully you get a sponsorship one day and everything. So, but, but from what I was just told, you know, like whenever I think about, it, I'm like, I'm exactly like how Carly is with iCarly. I just brag about my show. And that's it. And like, and I, and I feel, and I feel like Tavon is like, uh, Tavon is like the Freddy, and Blackheart's definitely like Sam. And um, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I mean, it's pretty much just me talking about wrestling, you know, <laughs> and other but, stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, but but still though, you know, like, and and of course there are people that keep asking like. Is this show more than sports? Of course, it's going to be more than sports because, because of course, because of course, you know, sports is a great driving force of everything. But, but there is times too where we're all going to get burnt out in wrestling. You know, especially yeah, during the holiday times, much. I get especially during the holiday times, I get burnt out during wrestling because that's where I just start like watching as hard. Because now it's going to be easier to watch wrestling the next couple of months because there's no NBA right now. The NFL is still, you know, getting it's not started yet, which I'm going to be doing an NFL show soon um, about the betting and everything like that. But but at least but, you know, at least this is a good time now to and the NBA is like closing now and that's good. So I mean, there's only one NBA game a night. It's better than than ever. The NBA season next year begins. It's going to be tough for me. You know, it's going to really be tough for me because because I because I don't plan on doing season breaks and stuff. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, there might be a time where I'd have to take like a week or two off because I have to go on vacation or something, but nothing that serious. But, but definitely though. But um, Tavon, though, Wednesday, you and I will be back and we will be discussing uh, WWE NXT and mm-hmm. the NBA 
um, Western Conference Finals Game 2 game. And we'll get just a little bit into the Canadians-Golden Knights game that happens tomorrow night. But again, whenever we talk about hockey, it's not really that serious or anything like that. So, yeah. but, that's, yeah. but, but that's a good thing, though. So, so that's good for, for you. You get a day off. I get a day off. Um, if I'm not back Wednesday, you know, I'll message you. And if there's not any um, episodes, people, then just think, just think, just think of how tired I am. So <laughs> because because um, because because from what I've told um, Friday, there's not going to be no episodes of keeping it 200. Sorry, folks. Um, and Saturday, right after Dynamite, we could just do a show on Saturday night, right right after 10, because because Dynamite actually comes on at eight Saturday, and and mm. we would already have been watching SmackDown stuff the night before or the next day, so so it's not as hard. So yeah, but anyway, so um, we're going to go ahead and go to the keeping it 200 moment of the night uh, music tonight. It's Avalanche Migos. Papa was a Rolling Stone, but now I got Rolling Stones in the bezel. Mama at home all alone, hustling, trying to keep this shit together. Mama! Young niggas smoking on gas, I'm living too fast, my foot on the pedal. If I go back to the past, my niggas ain't know we'll be rocking Coachella. If a nigga ever try me up, play me, I buy him my ice dot shovel. Dig your own grave, nigga, you played yourself. I put some cash on your schedule. If a bitch ever try to fillet me, huh? I just sit back and let her. Think she come up off the chores, whatever. My pockets came with extra cheddar. I can see through the fuck shit. I think that my skills get better. With a stick, I'm at peace, man. Alright, 200 moment of the night. Tavon, the floor is yours. Um, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll just I'll just pick a random moment. So I'm pretty much just looking at Twitter right now and <laughs> just seeing what's trending <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Because like uh like I have nothing but I'll say this, I mean Usher's trending number one for some reason. Oh, uh, I can actually explain that because T Pain did oh, yeah. a YouTube video and said that Usher told him that he was actually a disgrace for using Auto Tune, despite the fact Usher used Auto Tune in Oh My God and with songs with Pitbull. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I saw my boy, <laughs> I pretty much saw saw my boy Just Alex talk just talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but um, but yeah, definitely though. Um, from um, for what you call? It? Let me see. Um, for my keeping it two hundred moment of the night though, I'm actually gonna go back three years ago. It was the NBA draft, and DeAndre Ayton was picked number one overall. Go mm-hmm. back uh, twenty. Uh, it was actually Ju- June twenty first, twenty twelve. The Miami Heat defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it was the actually the last game where Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden were a big three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And also, that same NBA draft in 2018, it was actually very known for the Luka Doncic Trey Young trade because Luka was picked third by the Atlanta Hawks, and fifth was Trey Young was picked by the Dallas Mavericks, and they both swapped. The top five mm-hmm. picks in the NBA draft in 2018 was DeAndre Ayton, number one to Phoenix, which he's in the Western Conference Finals right now. Marvin Bagley, two from Duke. Shout out to the Brotherhood. Um, Bagley's not had a 
good season thus far. Um, yeah, he actually hasn't had a really good NBA career thus far. So, Luka mm. Doncic was pick three. Jarrett Jackson Jr. was picked fourth. The Grizzlies made the playoffs this year. Fifth, Trey Young, and of course Trey Young is in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, um, let me see if there's any other players that were Miles Bridges picked twelfth. Uh, you had Shea Gillis Alexander, Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges is even in the Western Conference Finals. Um, yep. But, um, yeah, and Kevin Herter was picked 19th by the Atlanta Hawks, and he had the Game 7 game for last night for um, for Atlanta. So good stuff right there. And Grayson Allen was picked 21st by Utah, and Grayson Allen is in Memphis Grizzlies. So um, good stuff right there for everybody. Um, but, yeah, that, that that's definitely my 200 moment of the night. And uh, given a 200 moment of the night, too, for the NFL player Carl Nesbitt, who came out as the very first NFL player um, as actively openly gay, and he actually is donating over a hundred thousand dollars to um, to what's called to um, for suicidal um, causes and such. So, so very good for him. Very good for Carl Nesbitt, mm-hmm. and very good for what he's actually going to do uh, for the two hundred song of the night, though. And that um, the two hundred moment of the night was sponsored by Miller Lite. Remember, Miller Lite has one more calorie and has better taste than Michelob Ultra. So if you're going to drink anything, drink something that's actually going to taste great. And remember, please drink responsibly because we don't want drunk drivers. Um, I cannot stress that enough. But anyway, so um, closing out the show for Keeping It 200, touching, loving Trey songs featuring Nicki Minaj. Tavon, you got anything before we close out the show? Mm, Not much. All right. Well, we're going to close it out. Cause I know when we get alone I'm touching you tonight I'm loving you tonight No, I'm fucking you Cause you must be used to standing Putting in that time Touching, loving, fucking Can't make up my mind And that will be all for Keeping It 200, episode 30. Make sure to check us out later on Spotify. Thank you, Tavon, for coming in on Short You're always welcome, Zach. (laughs) And, Tavon, we will definitely be back Wednesday. And if we're not back Wednesday, we'll definitely be back Thursday with Blackheart. Blackheart, folks, will not be back till Thursday, so we're going to give him some rest. Tavon, get yourself some rest and stuff because Wednesday we'll be definitely working and stuff, so... That's all for keeping it at 200. Have a great night. Um, talk to you guys next time. Peace. Peace. See y'all. See ya.